You've been a busy chap. I've been flat out like a lizard drinking. That's right. Which is a, an Australian colloquialism that people don't use often enough anymore. Lizards drink quick as. Yeah. Is the is the heart of the matter? Is it? I assume so. I thought it was because they went really flat when they drank. Is it? Is it because they drink fast? I don't know. I've never thought of yours. They probably do drink fast. Right in. If you're a lizard expert <laughs> and you listen to this podcast... If you're one of the invaders from V, write in. Send us an email to lizardknownothings at level30.net. How do you imbibe liquids? Let us know. <laughs> Hashtag truth We bombs. should turn this into a talkback show. We should. We do it live. People ring up on Skype and we're just like, nah. Are you even a lizard? <laughs> I don't think so. Yes. How to go watching three Batman films in IMAX oh, over nine hours. Oh, man. How's so your butts? Good. It was great. It was fantastic. I went in and the sun was up and I came out and it was midnight. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd never, to recap, you'd never been to IMAX before. I'd never been to IMAX before, so I rolled in in yep. my Batman shirt because I thought, you know, I've got to go on message. And there were quite a few other bat geeks around, people mm-hmm. with Batman shirts and a girl who had little bat symbol earrings. Impressive. Some dude rocked up in a Batman onesie, <laughs> which was maybe a little bit over the top. I don't know, nine hours, you've got to go for comfort. Yeah. They had sort of a 15 to 20 minute break in between each film. Solid. And it was just fantastic. It was just, it was great because I love, love those movies. I've decided that Dark Knight is definitely my favourite by far. It's, it's the middle the, one. The best movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fair call. Uh, but they're all the, – the other thing is I haven't watched them all in sequence that close together for a while because it is nine hours. It's many hours. I've done two in a row before. Yeah. I've done the first one and the second one and I've done the second one and the third one, but I've never done one, two, three. Pow. They just work so well together. It's been – it holds together really, really well. I think it's a really great piece of writing and storytelling that it all just kind of wraps up nicely – and yeah, and there's people that'll be like, oh, but there's plot holes. What about this? And what about that? And to those people, I say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, listeners. Don't listen to this show if you've got problems with the plot holes in the Dark Knight trilogy. Bam. Go and get yourself some friends. Cool. I did have to do a mad run. Yeah. Uh, which was hard because after sitting for the first two movies, there's not a lot of blood circulation going through your legs. So yeah, running yeah. becomes. More difficult than usual, but... Your legs have started to devolve into some kind of gelatine pad. In between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, just did the bolt down to the Ligon Street (laughs) 7-Eleven, ate a sausage roll in world record time... Nice, ...and a meat pie, and that was my dinner, (laughs) along with a gigantic box of popcorn and what I can only assume was about 18 litres of Diet Coke. (laughs) And so it was, look, it was a healthy expedition to the cinema. Yeah, yeah, of course. But IMAX, I don't know what I was expecting, but it, I was kind of like, it's just a really massive screen. Makes um, sense. Yeah, okay. Was there, because he cool. filmed some of the big things in like mega IMAX he spiritual did. vision or whatever. 70, what does that actually theme. mean? So when you go to IMAX and, and you can mock me for this. And I will. I know. Good face. Uh, so you sort of see it. It's almost like it's, it's cropped. You've got a bit of black at the top of the screen and black at the bottom. And when they filmed... You dickhead. When, <laughs> not oh, up to the mocking bit yet. All right, yeah. But when they film it with the actual IMAX camera, it fills the whole screen. So it looks like the picture kind of drops off the, ah, the bottom. Phantom of pants. Here's the mocking part. Yeah. Is I didn't actually notice this when I watched any of the three Batman movies. Oh, I really? only noticed that when I went to Interstellar on Thursday night, also at IMAX. And I went, oh, 
see how the picture goes from really big to really small. And I leaned over uh, to the person I was sitting with and went, do you notice that when it does that? And she was just like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the went, whole cinema turned around. and was like, <laughs> pretty much. And I just went, I was here for nine hours on Saturday. That <laughs> never entered my mind. You dick features. But here's the thing. Yeah. I tr- attribute that to Chris Nolan being such an incredible filmmaker mm. that it just seamlessly happened. And I was so caught up in the spectacle of the cinematic Marvel piece. I've got Marvel on the brain. Cinematic masterpiece that he created that it just, I didn't even notice. It was 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 busy being transported to a magical world of brain power. Pretty much. That's how, that's how it goes. Yay. So look, it was good. And if you ever get a chance to sit on your bum for nine hours and watch Batman in IMAX, I would recommend it. Sweet. Review complete. (laughs) How many bat symbols out of 10? Ten, obviously. Ooh, that's a bright sky. It is. Look out, Joker, <laughs> coming for you. What about Interstellar? Now, look, you've se- you've seen no, it as foreshadowed. I haven't seen it. I Can actu- you tell me? Should I see it? I actually don't want to talk about Interstellar until you've watched it. Oh, because and I said this to uh, I said this to Fletch the other night. I said, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it as a film. Shit. So what I really need is for Stefan to watch it and tell me what I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> I watch think, this space, Flitch. I think you should watch it. I will. And, with, with my and we eye should binds. discuss it. And that will help solidify some of it for me. It's an, it's an incredible spectacle. If you can see it at IMAX, see it at IMAX. Because well, it really takes advantage of the, the stupendously large screen. I love a big screen. Eyesight's renowned as my thing. I really want to see it at IMAX, which is why I haven't seen it. Because I've been on call for work. And I just know if I drop down an IMAX ticket, I'm just tempting the gods of fate that I'll get 20 minutes in and someone will call. Uh. And like, you have to go elsewhere. Like, oh, into bummer. That was good. I'm yeah. on my A game today. Get on it. You are on your A game today. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, look, get on, get on Interstellar, and and then we will we'll do an episode on it because Sweet. I think it's worthy of an episode. Everyone, go out and watch Interstellar so you can uh, play along at home somehow, just by yelling at the coming uh, soon. Level thirty, the board game. That's right. <laughs> That's B-O-R-E-D. Roll a five. Your chair goes down. <laughs> Move back three spaces. Wow, wow. You get halfway through an anecdote and then Stefan interrupts you for 20 minutes. Double six. Lose Scholar glass of tang. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more things you've been doing. Oh, there are so many things that I've been doing. You're oh, like look, a social butterfly machine. I've actually had a bit of a rough morning. Really? Uh, yeah, and and uh, this could get a little bit emotional. I had to go to the dentist this morning. Oh, gross. Uh, I kind of was hoping that the little lump that was appearing on the bottom of my jaw was a twin yeah. that I'd <laughs> eaten in the womb. Yeah. That after 32 years was pushing its way out through my mouth. Exactly. It's not. It's just a scratch. Oh. It's not even a tooth coming through. It's, it's like you've lost a family member. Poor little uh, Mustin Grayler. That's him. Oh, he was going to be like uh, Tony Stark's twin brother who was uh, engineered to be a thing. To run a Galactus armor. Yep. Poor guy. Paralyzed. (laughs) Maybe he's crazy. That's brutal. Who can say? Who can say? You know what would be crazy though? What? Is accidentally buying a car. Who would do such a ridiculous thing, I hear you say. Well, Stefan, let me tell you who would do such a ridiculous thing. Me. Oh, my God. Uh, Are you being the real? I am being all the reals. Yeah. On Monday night. Don't stop telling the story for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) 
on Monday night, I went to a charity ball because Ooh, I'm the sort of person that gets invited to these sorts of things now. I'm quite a high fluting member of society. You're an important man who's 90% heart. <laughs> and so they had a charity auction happening. I love auctions, right? Not because I not because I want to buy shit. Yeah. Just because I like the whole competition type of oh, yeah, thing yeah. that goes on now. Where people raise their little paddles. Yeah. And so, you, oh, I've got to beat that guy. I've got to beat that guy. Now, already... I can tell that, that you and people who are listening to this are thinking, we know where this story's going. I feel he's, pretty good about he's it. He's got into competition with someone and he's bought something he doesn't need. Well, yeah. get ready for the surprise M. Night Shamalamalamalamalayan twist. The trees are evil. So we're sitting there for the auction and they're auctioning off all this stuff and, you know, they're raising a lot of money for, for the Make a Difference Foundation, fantastic cause, blah, blah, blah. Making a difference is important. It is. I'm a, good, I'm a good person. <laughs> and so they, they bring up, well, they, they didn't actually bring it up, but the next item up is a car. Sweet. Uh, and it's a Mazda 2 Neo, which is quite a small car. That sounds nice. I don't want to, yeah. It's, uh, it's very cute, I believe, someone at work told me. Yeah, Mazda 2 Neo, friend of the show. <laughs> it's in soul red. Yeah. So they've brought that up. Soul is in like the thing that drives human beings in a sort of... Religious sense, yes. or as in the the star at the heart of our solar system? No, soul as in the ghost that lives inside your body. Is that red? Apparently, weird. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a purple aura. So Didn't see that in the Bible. Maybe mine isn't red. Uh, anyway, they bring anyway, it up. So it does a fat doughy on the stage, <laughs> and you're like, sign me up. <laughs> so they start the bidding. Yeah, and I've just gone. You know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to put in a bit on this up front yeah. to kind of kickstart. Because there's always that thing where everybody's sort of waiting to see if anyone else is going to bid so they yeah. know how much they're going to be in for. They all want to leave it to the last minute. Mm-hmm. So the guy's gone, do I hear $18,000? <laughs> and I've just gone, paddle in the air. Really? You and, have made a difference. And uh, just went, right, that'll kickstart it. Put my paddle down. Just went, no no more bids for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I know what will happen if I start to get competitive. I'll exactly. end up owning this thing. You're like, take all my pants. Guys looking for other other bidders? Anybody, anybody. We've got $18,000. Is anybody going for eighteen two fifty? Eighteen two fifty. Do I see eighteen two fifty anywhere in the room? Fantastic car. Valued at over $20,000. Includes stamp duty, rego. It's drive away. Get on the road. It's the first one in Australia. Beautiful colour of soul red. Eighteen two fifty anywhere. Anywhere. Do I see eighteen two fifty? <laughs> And I'm just sitting there going, oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Are we done? Are we all done? I think we are. Going once, twice, three times. Sold to the man in the red bow tie at table number 31. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, I, yeah. do, I don't think I'm uh, oh, I You bought I, a car. I think I just bought a car. Yeah. And my friend, your soul looks so red. My friend leans over to me and goes, did you just buy that car? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think I did. So then the lady comes around with the paperwork. She's like, oh, congratulations. And meanwhile, I'm whiter than usual. Oh and I'm a white man at the best of times. Very pale, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to fill out the paperwork and I had to give them a – they were like, how would you like to pay for that? And I went, well, I don't think I can buy a car on my credit card, can I? Yeah. And they went, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this story doesn't have a wacky sitcom resolution where you wriggle out of it and run away or something? No. You just buy a car. I just bought a car. <laughs> uh, I haven't taken collection of it yet. I'm waiting for the phone call to but tell me. But they said drive away. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm waiting for the phone call to tell me when and where I can come and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that given this is a charity thing, you know, when somebody buys the car yeah. and they take a photo of them with the keys and the car going, oh, oh I hope this so, is man. Justin Taylor. What a generous guy. Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen and I feel like I'm going to struggle to smile. But look, if anybody listening is after a car, I'm selling it straight away. I'm not keeping it. It's going straight onto car sales. Yeah. Hit me up with the promo code <laughs> Level Thirty Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll do you a discount on it if you're looking to purchase a beautiful, brand new 2015 model Mazda Two Neo in sole red. <laughs> it's very fuel efficient. It's the first red sole in Australia. It is. Are you retarded? S- yes, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> There wasn't something more like uh, modest that you could kickstart the bidding on oh, just to well, feel like part of the team. My date said to me, "Well, you could have you could have bought us a holiday," and I went, "Well, that's true. I could have. I didn't actually mean to buy the car, though. <laughs> I was just trying to, you know, yeah. help spur it on." So there were a bunch of people with a lot more money than me in the room. I was like the poorest person in the room. Yeah, we are now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just trying to sort of kick. Start everybody into getting in the spirit. Get those paddles up. Wave them in the air like you just don't care. <laughs> you were just trying to rev and it up. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and then zoom, zoom, zoom. I've won the auction. That's wonderful. Do you feel like good about the whole charity thing? I do. I, I do. I mean, that's nice. Look, if I can make my money back, if I can sell it for $18,000, I'll be happy because I'll break completely even. Yeah. And charity's got eighteen grand that clearly no one else was going to bloody throw exactly. into the ring. Imagine how sad it would be if someone had to, like, come out on the stage. No one had, like, going once. Okay. No one wants this car. And then the guy has to really sadly, like, get in the car and, like, like reverse it off the stage. The car wasn't there. <laughs> and he has I to, didn't like, bring the car into do the building. that thing where, like, he gets almost there, but he's overcorrected a bit. So, he's, he's like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And then it has to, like. Come back a bit more to the right. Why does and that? Like, why does it have a? Why does it have a reversing wait, sound? It's, it's not a, a truck because he wants people to feel <laughs> shit because they hate whatever make the differences raising money for, and he just like <laughs> slowly gets it out of the stage, and then you hear it like go, kachunk with like the door closed, and then you hear the back door go, and then he's gone. <laughs> Like you save people from that. That's I a did. huge bummer. I'm a good person. You are. So if I if I You're sell it, history's it, greatest champion, breaking even is is a good scenario for me. Yeah. If I lose a bit of money on it, I'm okay with that as well. Like mm-hmm. if I lose a thousand bucks or whatever, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's fine because it's charity. Yeah, yeah. We'll consider it a one thousand dollar charitable donation rather than eighteen thousand dollar charitable donation. Yeah, it's still a step up. Then I'm thinking, what if I make a profit on this? Is that wrong? <laughs> Is that, that ruins wrong? everything is and that, your capitalism personifies. Is, is it wrong to sell it for more than anyone in the room was prepared to pay for it and then just pocket two grand and just go, you know what, we're going to the cocaine shop. <laughs> do you buy cocaine from shop? I'm not into the drugs. So I, I don't know about you do. Where else do you get it from? I don't know. Some alley punk. Can someone email know. us some cocaine at cocaine at level30.net? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Easy, I was listening to this podcast. They're listening to all everything ever. We're all doomed. So that's my funny, wacky JT's <laughs> monkey shines thing yeah. from this week. And then I bet on a horse at the Melbourne Cup and won nothing. I read a thing where if uh, if everyone who bet on the Melbourne Cup just gave it to charity, you could like solve everything. Could we cure Ebola? Probably. Have I you hope been, so. Have you been getting the Facebook things about curing Ebola? No. Oh, so annoying. Why doesn't Facebook ask me to cure heart disease or breast cancer or Wait, Facebook HIV? Is? Yeah, Hi, Facebook. Stefan, before you get to a picture of your niece at her dance recital, 
do you feel bad about Ebola? Yeah. And then like a, a little red Mazda backs <laughs> up onto the band. Like, beep, beep, beep. That's Don't you want to cure Ebola? Okay. Okay, then. Beep, beep. Are you sure? Wait. I'll put it in reverse again. Beep. <laughs> So with, what, so with the exception of the red Mazda <laughs> thing, that's pretty much what Facebook is doing. But what does it do? It pops up. Actually, I might have it. Where's my phone? I might even be able to show it to you, and I'll just post a, a wicked right, listeners. Post a wicked screeny to He's the. He's looking uh, at his PHAT phone. No, nah, it's not on there. Screen. It's gone. It's when you log on, and it does it on the mobile app, and it does it on the website, and this little banner comes up the top. Facebook, together, we can cure Ebola. Really. And then you make a donut. I don't know. I just and you I, were like, no, I'm already one car in the hole. Get out of the way. <laughs> Pretty much. But what about like, what about all the diseases that are actually a real threat? Well, what exactly. about those? What Why about do the ones care that aren't? about Ebola so much? Because the media. Oh, because every bloody thing. I can get Ebola only by making out with an Ebola, and there's no mm. Ebola here. No. So well, there was that dude that they thought might have had it on the Gold Coast, but then he just had a cold. Exactly. There's not been an Ebola that's turned out to be an Ebola. I it's think. Just, oh no! I was actually just bowled over, having <laughs> by spoilers to Agents of Shield, like <laughs> bowled over by Mazda Two Neo. <laughs> it's a sporty little number. Exactly. I mean, I th- I thought I'd uh, I'd done the wrong thing, but then my fuel efficiency. Everything else is the worst. There's I know. so many things. I know. Ebola. What's that all about? You just brought up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Have you watched any of it yet? I watched the first episode. I watched the first episode last night. Yeah. What, what did you think? What thought? I asked you first. <laughs> and uh, I'm the host. I thought it was, it's just, I still get a thing from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like I sort of watched it and was, like it's immediately more interesting than the last season started. Because like all the characters are all like gnarled up and shit. There's a bit more going on yeah, off the yeah. bat. There's a bit more drama inherent in the premise now because they're like the underdogs and they're all like twisted up because everyone's an asshole. They can't fly their giant stupid plane around anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's better than the first season where it's like, we're in a plane, kicking people, choreography. Everything's fine though because we're super fucking rich. So this one's a bit better. And I had the absorbing man in it out of nowhere. And he was mm. just like a guy who sort of turned himself into things and then touched himself or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like he's, a, he's an interesting interpretation of the Absorbing Man. It was yeah. weird. I liked it. I didn't mind. Oh, and he had uh, the little opening scene with Agent Carter and the two other guys whose names currently escape me because I lost my twin brother this morning. That's right. <laughs> so nice little segue into that happening on, on the Netflix as well. But yeah, I watched that. I also watched the opening episode of The Walking Dead. This season? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm revving the roster right back up now. Oh, shit. Because I've been a bit TV neglectful. Get the spreadsheet fired up, son. And I realised that if I don't watch TV, I don't have anything to talk about on this show <laughs> other than buying a car. So I watched that and I also watched the first episode of Gotham. Ooh, finally. Finally. What thought? I didn't really like it. <laughs> I thought it was a bit shit. Now, maybe mm. I'm influenced by nine hours of Nolan Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it was just punk as. What did you think about it? I was just like, oh. Remember it when... It exists. How yeah. interesting. It just didn't really... Uh, it didn't get your motor running. Yeah. Didn't fire up your Batmobile afterburner. I kind of liked Fish Moroni or something. Yep. Jada Pinkett Sniff. Yeah. <laughs> sure. If that's a thing. I used to, well, the, the story behind that, that's not a Jada Pinkett hate thing. That's a, yeah. when I was in preschool, 
the teacher's aide was called Miss Smith. Yeah. But and I don't know if I was one of these kids as well. I, I probably was. Mm. Uh, all the kids used to call her Miss Sniff because they couldn't say Smith. Oh, kids so are dumb. whenever anyone's got the last name Smith, I call them Sniff. It's a better name. It is. Smell is important. It's one of the five senses. Do we have five? Yeah. Don't forget your sense of self. Hashtag science. <laughs> I've got a sixth sense of entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, why isn't Gotham better? Yeah. Uh, I liked her because she sort of points to it being a bit like wackier, which was kind of fun. But uh, I don't know. It didn't address any of my, like, the worries I have for the premise. Whereas I like the idea of a James Gordon solving crime show is interesting to me but all the other extraneous stuff i'm like what do you do with baby bruce wayne and all the all the prequel stuff that i worry could get in the way yep ages ago when we were talking about this you said oh i hope they don't do a whole bunch of prequely type stuff where you know little bruce wayne's friends with little selena kyle or mm. whatever and they've they've done that straight off the bat you've got selena kyle witnessing the murder of the waynes it's just dumb why? Why would you do that? I haven't watched any more episodes because I, I started off, what I was going to do was I was going to watch all seven episodes of that and then just come in this morning, plug the microphone in, just go, blam, seven episode review, drop the microphone and walk out. Goth bomb. Leave you here going, maybe you should have hit the record button first. But uh, <laughs> I watched the first episode and it did so little for me. I went, no, nah, I'm going to switch. So I watched S.H.I.E.L.D. and then I watched Walking Dead. Man. Well, that's the thing. I talk a big game about like, oh, the reason that I didn't like it is because of these story problems and the blah, blah, blah. But it really just boils down to if I watch the first episode and then the second episode just sits there like a turd in the sun for three weeks. And every time <laughs> I have an hour where I'm like, what should I watch next? I'm like, I could watch the next Gotham, but oh, maybe I'll just sit on some knives. Like, <laughs> no matter what I'm thinking in my brain, like that's kind of the best Review, really? Like, if I'm watching something and I can't stop watching it, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm just not into it, just inherently didn't make me go, ah, I want to watch it. Boring. What's Walking Dead like this season? Look, the first one's pretty damn good. Mm. I don't know. Walking Dead's one of those shows that I think is really hard to judge from one episode. Indeed. Because you need to get, get a bit more through the arc to really kind of get the feel for it. But it was a really strong start. It's probably, I think it might be the strongest season opener that they've. They've yeah. had. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit to remember all four seasons before me because it's it's a bit of a slow show. It needs to be said. Yeah, yeah. Which it doesn't mean I don't like it, but yeah. Well, it was a pretty enormous cliffhanger. Do you want me to tell you what happens? Sure. They escape. No way. The end. I assume they'd just be slowly eaten for a whole season. Mm. They uh, they do some pretty brutal stuff. Rick's a badass. Yeah, I yeah. like that dude. I. Uh, I mean, what is this one of those... Sh I always vacillate between is it good or shit ass. Vacillate? Yeah, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. I don't know what it is. But like... Because <coughs> I watch it. It's another show where I'll watch it and I go like, by most metrics, I'm really enjoying this show. But pretty much every season, there's like a four or five episode stretch that I just never get around to watch. It feels like hard work to yeah. watch sometimes. And that's not why I watch TV. If mm. I wanted to work hard, I'd do a push-up. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. But it's not hard work in a, like, some people probably find Walking Dead hard work because of, like, the violence and the misery and the no, grimness of that thing. that's my everyday life. I'm not, exactly. not perturbed by that at all. Yeah, yeah. Just it's drop. not hard work. Like, newsroom is, is hard work. 
Yeah. Because it's it's very, there's a lot of, maybe that's why Walking Dead is hard work. Because I do find a lot of social and political commentary mm. in there. And there, to that, there's there's a scene in, in the opening of, of season five where this guy sort of talks about what they've had to become in this post-world world. Yeah. And it, it really kind of, it would be like if you took the premise of the whole show and the message of it and wrapped it up into a single monologue that this guy has. It's just sort of quite spot on about how the rules have all changed and gone out the window and being humans, not being human anymore. And but yeah, but It's like the, re- the recurring theme of the show. It's just that they're just like... Just how far can you be pushed? Well, yeah, every season is them going like, well, society's fucked. Now we have to become animals. Mm. Oh, we'll get comfortable a bit. Maybe we could be nice to people. Oh, we're all murdered. All right, well, the only way to get out of this is to stab some jugulars. Yep. All right, what have I become? Rinse. There's my favourite part in it was they're they're being interrogated. I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for the fans out there. Well, that's right. Who have probably already watched all of it anyway. I'm a little bit behind the uh, yeah yeah the zombie eight ball, as it were. We're not. <laughs> it's the a summer's thing. drug of choice. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. We're not all out swanning around for charity. But the guy who runs Terminus is asking Rick what's in the bag that he hid in the bush. Yeah, and Rick. Tells him that it's full of weapons and he's rattling off all the guns and he's like, there's an AK-47, there's a 44 Magnum, there's a this, there's a that. And he goes, and a machete, that's what I'm going to kill you with. Oh, snap. How badass are you that you've got your hands bound behind your back, you're being held over this thing where four people have just had their throats slit. Upsetting. And you're you're number six and this guy's holding a knife up to the face of your other friend. And you're still just throwing the death threats out like you've got the upper hand. Bam. It's bad as. That's bad as. That's boss. I want to be as bad as Rick. Who doesn't? Uh, are they doing, they're supposed to be doing like a spin off show of Walking Dead, aren't they? With are like they? a whole other cast that's. Is it from the zombies' point of view? I hope so. Because that would be great. Yeah. One of these days, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called Walking Fred, and Fred will be the main <laughs> zombie character. That's right. It's like, how am I supposed to close this big account at work if my foot keeps falling <laughs> off? Wow, I'm pulling my hair out. And it's never going to grow back because I'm dead. I work all day to put brains on the table <laughs> and what appreciation do I get for it? <laughs> the kids are made mostly of maggots now. <laughs> That's not funny. That's just depressing. <laughs> That's the best. Do you read the comic at all? No, no, I haven't. And I... I kind of don't want to now. Yeah. <laughs> not, not because the show's <laughs> no, bad. No, no, it's fine. Because... Uh, Just close off my entire line of questioning. So, Rye has read the comics. Yeah. And Rye... Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Official Level 30 artist. Yeah. Whiskey and Rye, we call him. Do we? No. We should, though. I'd, we should when he comes around to my place for whiskey. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. We should at least take a picture of him drinking, drinking whiskey, whiskey and go hashtag whiskey and rye. Yep, I like it. Yeah. I like it. It won't cool. be as funny now. It's been so heavily <laughs> foreshadowed. <laughs> <laughs> what if we do it before we publish this episode and yep. then everyone will go, oh my God, it's like they went back in time. That's right. Rye, get here now. But I have to Bing call bong. you. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Who could it be? Hi, everybody. I'm here to do some art. Hi, Rye. That's, you could draw. That's not what rye sounds like at all. <laughs> I like it. I'll sample it in, sample it in after the, uh, out of the Titanic episode. So Rye tells me about what the differences are in the show versus the comic, yeah, which yeah. they're substantial. Yeah, epic. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like because I've started with the show, that maybe the yes, comics would be would be messed up for me. 
just like the show seems to be messed up for a lot of people that were fans of the, sorry, the graphic novels. Bullshit, they're comic books. I know. I hate fucking graphic novels. Who wants a graphic novel? I just want a novel with words. Speaking of sort of brutality and novels with words and stuff, I recently read John Safran's book Murder in Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. I would recommend. How big is it? It's like book size. <laughs> like long? if you put it on a piece of paper, the paper wouldn't blow away. But if you put it on an orange, it would fall off. <laughs> <laughs> like page count? 300 pages oh, yeah. thereabouts. That's not too bad. It's in, pretty in paperback, 300 paperback pages or... Like yeah, yeah. the pages, pages aren't huge stone tablets. Well, that would be a hell of a thing to carry around and read on the tram. Reading aloud wouldn't open a portal to Zorn World or anything. What's Zorn World? I don't know. It just sounded like a fun world where everyone's a Zorn. Now, that could be one of two things. Yep. It could be the X-Man Zorn who had a black hole for a head. <laughs> but I don't remember Zorn. When was Zorn around? He's late in the game. He's only been in the, he was in Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. Uh-huh. And there was a Zorn who was a teacher. And yeah, he was like a, a, an Asian sort of... He, was, he taught like focus and stuff, hmm. which was ironic because his head was a star or some crap. Uh, but he eventually turned out to be um, Magneto in disguise, who then went nuts and uh, just bashed the shit out of each other and was then decapitated. So uh, they chopped his black hole off. Well, no, because like... Was his head always a black hole or could he turn it into a black hole? No, like the, the idea was that his mutant power was that his head had been replaced by like a black hole. I think it was either a black hole or a star. Either way, you're not going it's to fried chicken up. nut, you know. No. So he had like this metal... Makes for a hell of a prom photo. And I believe that in the original story, Zorn was just a complete fabrication made up by Magneto to infiltrate the X-Men and then sort of kill a Jean Grey or two. Uh, And then he gets decapitated and then Marvel was like, that's absolute bullshit. So they retconned everything. Turned out Magneto was like a weird robot or something and that there was a real Zorn. It makes no sense. But anyway, so if we were to go to Zorn world, then we could A, be in a world where everyone has star heads, Mm. which could be interesting. Or well, we could also be a world where everything is Zorn, sort of the, the D&D creature that lives in the ground and is mostly mouth. Do you know what I like most about this podcast? What? It's educational for people. <laughs> well, We're delivering is. a valuable education to people out in the world whose lives would otherwise be left unenriched. Indeed. Without the dulcet tones of you explaining the two different types of Zorns. Well, I've learned a lot of stuff. IMAX, just a big screen. Who can say? Auction, drive home. Premature moculation there. (laughs) I'll pay that. That was terrible. No, I liked it.